Things Girlfriends Share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Well, hi. Welcome to Girlfriend It. This is Debbie. I'm here today with Sherry and Christette. We're still waiting on Patty. She is somewhere out in the universe, so we're waiting on her. But um, we've got a great show today. Our second half, we're going to be talking to Dr. Melody uh, Rodarte, who is a uh, all-natural doctor. Is that right, Sherry? Is that what she yeah. is? <laughs> all-natural doctor. She's a certified in medical aesthetics and double-boarded internal and obesity medicine specialist. She has a passion for treating patients along with a science-based approach to improving the quality of life. She's phenomenal. So that's the second half. So stay tuned. Stay right. tuned. Yeah, because I want to talk about the obesity part. I'm really, I'm really excited about that whole part. Well, I want to know if she can get rid of my brown spots on my face. So that's the second half of the show. But right now, we're and talking about all things Christmas. Yes. Christmas, yes. Uh, Christmas okay. movies, Christmas traditions. So did you have some movies or something or things you wanted to share, Deb? Or I don't have any movies, but I do have waffles. Oh, tell me, what, what do you do with waffles? I do have waffles. Okay, so this year for Christmas, I might have taken a little gander through Pinterest the other day, <laughs> looking for new ideas for charcuterie boards. Oh, yes. And, um, Sherry was really good about explaining the whole, how it's pronounced, which is S-H-A-R-C-O-O-T-E-R-I-E, charcuterie, because a lot of people mess that up. Yes, but um, yeah. anyway... So I saw this darling board, which is um, full. Okay, so it's a really big charcuterie board full of waffles and fruit and bacon and sausage and um, whipped cream and chocolate chips and syrup. I mean, to die for. And I can't wait. I'm going to post pictures of it, not mine, but somebody else's on our girlfriend at Facebook page. Then maybe after Christmas, if mine turns out as good or better, I'll post that. So, yes. Today is Cool. Waffles with Debbie is today. What about you, Sherry? Are you, um, what? There was something about caroling. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, so all my kids are arriving here tomorrow. So I have, I have been being like, you know, uh, uh, what's her name? Um, you know, Betty Crocker in the kitchen. Yeah. I've been making a brisket and taco soup and ice cream pie, cookies. So it's all in the freezer ready to go. Um, but yeah, so something Christmassy, you know, uh, that we did the other day is we have our small group over here on Tuesday nights. And so I told them, I said, hey, we're going to Christmas carol. You should have seen their faces. It was like I told them, and you're going to jump out of an airplane naked. They were like, ooh, we're going to what? And so I said, yeah, we're going to go Christmas caroling. I said, my neighbors will die. And so I, I, you know, I kind of did a little, like, you know, reconnaissance. I called my neighbor, I texted him. I said, hey, we're going to be caroling in the neighborhood. Would you like us to pop in and sing a few carols? Oh, we love it. So we went, about 10 of us went Christmas caroling. We put on the hats and all the, like, blinking lights and the Christmas lights and all the, all the paraphernalia. And my neighbors 
were so touched and so gracious received Thanks, us. One house gave us like these yummy prepackaged brownies. One house, get this, one house set up a beautiful table of like this smorgasbord. There was poinsettias and candles and Bailey's Irish cream and hot cocoa and chocolate chip cookies and chocolates and water bottles. I'm like, oh my word. Amazing. Amazing. Yes. It was so, so sweet. And, and we stood out there. We, we sang like three simple songs. It was no big deal. And then the next neighbor, they were thrilled too. And you know what, got, girls? I got like text messages and emails from all of them saying, thank you so, so much for bringing some Christmas cheer, for, for taking the time to do that. You know, because in some ways, it's such no big deal. But yeah. it was huge. Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, to be received. So, okay, Sherry, I want to go back to the... To the table did they were you oh. singing and all of a sudden they're bringing out the table and bringing out no. the baileys <laughs> we, um, we walked on they have this beautiful um patio before you go to their front door and so we walked up to their patio i saw this I'm like oh my gosh i'm thinking is that for me i hope so and uh, <laughs> and she's like Dad, i prepared these lovely lovely treats for all of you i'm like oh Oh my gosh! And so we stayed in care. We sang every song we knew. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my troll catch me. Were you guys harmonizing? I have to know because that oh. would be my favorite thing. Um, uh, oh no, we're not that good. No. no. Oh, oh. Okay, uh, you just made me um, reminded me of something. So when I went to a women's dinner last weekend, or last week, they had a shoe contest, and a group of girls decorated their shoes, 12 of them, the 12 days, well, six of them. So they did each foot the 12 days of Christmas. Oh, it was amazing. Isn't how, that cute? How Please fun. tell me you got a picture, Christette. No. One. Okay. okay. All right. We need a picture of that. That is amazing. I've never even thought to do something like that. Sherry, gosh, you should have thought of that years ago. <laughs> how? I, you know what? Yeah. How, I didn't, they stole my idea. They totally stole it. Oh, they totally did. Here's yeah. what I'm thinking. When your kids come, there's going to be at least six of you. I think you all should do that. Have a shoe decorating contest. <laughs> yeah, my boys would love that. Yeah, I'm sure they would. <laughs> Debbie, that's totally up your alley. You're the one that of, likes to decorate with the shoes as a centerpiece. That that would be great to do a table. It kind of is. I'm kind of I'm kind of my mind's kind of going crazy with that one right now. Yeah, that's cool. But Patty, me. still, I'm using I'm stealing your tradition of the big plastic ball that you wrap up and put a bunch of presents in it, and then you pass it around. So I'm excited to do that. That's very fun. Okay, I gotta tell you, it's funny because I had people respond on Facebook after we, you know, we just talked at, at North Bible and yeah. I brought the big cellophane ball and they said that wasn't a cellophane ball, that was a basket. <laughs> and I forget sometimes I use verbiage like, Oh, it's a cellophane ball activity but I <laughs> I put it in a basket. I should have clarified that. You can use anything, right? You just keep wrapping it in cellophane. So that was that was actually kind of funny. But I want to uh, talk about the some of the our our favorite Christmas movies, uh, Christmas songs. I know every year my sister likes to watch the White Christmas or White Christmas, and I I don't know why it's so boring to me, and I I put up with it because she loves it so much. 
And I like the song Sisters, and that's about the only thing that I, I love about that show. Mm-hmm. But my yeah. husband watches Christmas Vacation every year, and I, I used to think it was just so naughty. So I never wanted my kids to see it. And um, now I've, I've given in, and they just they watch it with us. But there's so guys, at 30 years old, your kids one? are finally allowed to watch Christmas Vacation. That's awesome. <laughs> now that they're 40, yeah, they're able to watch Christmas Vacation. I, I just Do you guys watch Elf- that. I watched Elf the other day, and I'm telling you, I've watched it like every year, and I think, eh, it's not that great. It's that great. It's <laughs> Elf is still great. I love that movie. I do, too. We watch that every year, for sure. Yeah. No, oh, and then on Christmas Day, what is that one where the little boy gets the, it's really dated, like, back in the 40s. He gets the rifle, and his tongue oh, gets stuck on the Yes. Oh, oh yeah. The story. Yeah, oh, Christmas, Christmas story, story? Yeah. yeah. I love that one. All right, I have a new one. It's called, actually, I had two. Uh, one of them I just watched, and I can't really remember if there's naughty parts, but for the most part, it was it was very sweet. It's called Midnight Magnolia. So write that down. It's on Netflix. And then the other one is called The Ride, and I believe that one was on Amazon Prime or whatever, but... This is, Wait, this is, are you this saying your challenge. ride or the ride? The ride. The ride. Because he, he ends up being like um, a cyclist or okay. BMX, oh, BMX. What do they call those guys? BMX. Anyway, the ride, once you watch this, this is my challenge to you. So I'm a huge advocate. A big shout out to Kim Behan is a dear friend of mine, and she started a nonprofit back in, I I forget, I want to say 2012. But anyway, she has all kinds of foster kids. She's adopted like 100 of them. And she started started fosterarizona.org. So you go to fosterarizona.org, and you can do just simple things. If you're out here going, I just don't know how to serve, I don't know what to do, Uh, really simple things like, um, you click on the link, and if you shop at Fry's, all of your um, purchases, a portion of your purchase goes to Foster Arizona. Same thing with Amazon. If you are buying things on Amazon, you just – and you, it, it's not like you're doing something each time. Once you go onto her site, you click on those links, and it just automatically, every time you – buy things at Fry's or Amazon, a portion of your purchase goes to Foster Arizona. Now, Hmm. what Foster Arizona does, they take the kids that have aged out of their group homes and out of foster care. So these Hmm. kids that are 18 years old, now they have no place to go. And so often they become homeless because some of them, they, you know, they need medication. There's all these things that the state just goes, all right, we're we can't fund you anymore. And mm-hmm. where, uh, you know, quite a few of them then choose drugs and go down that route. And I just feel like this is a great way to be proactive when we see mm-hmm. a lot of, of, you know, homeless people. It's like, where do we start here? So they, they don't end up this way. So she provides these homes for them and they mm-hmm. roommate together and they have a year then to age out of how do I do this by myself? And it it really is the church is the hope of the world because a lot of times the government can't provide all these things. 
Right. I, I just can't say enough amazing things. So once you watch the ride, okay. uh, then that, that show will like <clears throat> fill you up with just so much love and such a heart for these kids that, cause this, this child gets adopted at like 15 years old and oh it's don't give away story. the ending patty <laughs> i know i know I, I get so excited all right so he he does not nobody loves him nobody adopts okay. him it's okay. just all right. um, a Perfect. kid who learns how to ride a bike okay oh, and all right. so you, is it fosteraz.org or foster arizona spelled out.org yes foster arizona spelled out.org okay. okay perfect well and i will go there that's cool Okay. And, uh, and another cool thing, since it is Christmas time, they put their Christmas list together, and you can even buy, you can even go there to these different apartment homes that they're in and bring them the gifts that they've they've asked for. I mean, the, a lot of them they don't even have a car; they're they're using the bus. She teaches yeah. them how to cook from shopping at the dollar store and making tortillas from scratch, like literally, you know. Flat. She she teaches them how to buy the you know rice for a dollar, the beans for a dollar. It's it's amazing when you meet these kids. They're just beautiful, beautiful kids that want to do it right and they want to learn how to move forward. So a handful yeah. of them. It's not like there's tons of them. She can only have so many, but mm. it's you know one at a time, right? That you can bring back and help them get into the system. So. I had no idea I was going to preach it that much, but Kim Vihan, you're amazing. And yeah, run to fosterarizona.org and see how you can help out in any way possible. The other, well, the other one is song. I love for King and Country. I went to their concert. They're amazing, but Little Drummer yeah. Boy. Mm-hmm. That is such, and you almost have to watch it. If you can watch it on YouTube, it, it makes a difference. Oh, okay. Oh, that makes a difference then. I love I love seeing like really cool, really well done um, videos for songs. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Now, Christette was telling us earlier about having a pajama party with her Bible study small group. I think so fun. fun. I know. I'm going to take a picture so you can all see how much fun we're going to have tonight. So it's tonight, and we're all wearing our Christmas pajamas. Not just any pajamas, but Christmas pajamas. So do you and Dan have matching pajamas? Kind of. So <laughs> this okay. year, I bought Christmas pajamas for the family because that's our tradition that we all do. And we already did it early because, you know, um, as I shared, Andrew and Patrick came in early. So for Thanksgiving. Um, so all the boys are the exact same. They're from Land's End. And then mine are pink. <laughs> of course. And theirs are blue. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you know, so they should be fun. I, I can't wait. That is fun. And are you taking coffee cake? Your homemade well, special coffee cake? Of course I am. Oh. I made these little individuals um, that are, I love these little baking cups. So they, they have them at home goods and you can bake your little treats right inside them. And so I have found that it's even more moist. So it's their own personal cup. Uh, I can I can spread the love to many more people that way too. <laughs> and I use them as like a... Um, like a little parting favor at a little gathering, Christmas gathering we had. So, uh, so yeah. So I'm in the mood. I've made tons of them. Wow! And awesome. you, yeah. I'm gonna spread the little Christmas uh, cinnamon cake cheer. <laughs> yeah. 
And I'm so proud of you. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. neighborhood. <laughs> well, and then one more. Do you guys do that? Since you were talking about movies, um, I heard a whole review of all the Hallmark movies. And so there's some, there were like some specialists who were reviewing Hallmark movies. They said Christmas with the Darlings is off the charts this year. So I don't know. I'm just passing along. I have no idea. But I was listening to their whole review and they said Christmas with the Darlings is phenomenal. So is, is this the one that had a weird sex scene that we no, should be no, aware of? Mine. Which no, one is mine? So mine was Home for Christmas, and it's kind of a, it's out of Netflix. It's a, it was a little series. So it was six 30-minute shows, um, and it was this young gal who's in her 30s and not married, and it's actually done in French. It was French, and they have um, uh, translated it and you can't tell it's really good but it's really good that, that and it does you know i have to say there was one like sex scene that really didn't need to be that graphic but the rest of it was really good and the and when they get to the last episode number six i don't want to spoil it for everybody but it will get you right where your heart is and it'll make you think twice about this christmas season so if you're not sure you're feeling like displaced or um, it's a hard season. It will bring joy to you and give you a reason maybe to look at it differently. So I'm not, that's all I'm going to say, but I know, you know, we were talking about being displaced, yeah. um, this Christmas season and Debbie, were, were, was that something that you had mentioned? Uh, too? I do feel a little bit this year because, um, I had my kids for Thanksgiving. So we have had a rule in our house for, 15 years now that if I have the kids for Thanksgiving, then their dad gets them for um, Christmas and vice versa. So every other year I get them, this is my year I don't get Christmas. And although I love Thanksgiving, then and I think, oh, this is so great. And then about a week before Christmas comes, I'm like, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, oh, gosh, now I don't have anybody. And so um, that's tough. So I'm going to spend it this year with my mom and her husband, and um, that'll be a blast. So <laughs> <laughs> no, really. I adore my mom and we always have fun. But it's just a weird, it's a weird one. And, and Sherry, your your kids are not going to be here for Christmas, just Davis, right? Right. So well, actually, yeah, Tyler, uh, some will fly in and they will actually go back. Uh, they will not be here Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. They'll go back um, to Nashville. Um, Tyler will stay, but his fiance will go back to San Diego. So we'll have just four at our house too. Y'all have Davis and yeah, cool. Davis and Tyler. Um, so yeah, I'll have some and I won't have some. So yeah, we're gonna tell that like two Christmases. We'll wake yeah. up Saturday morning and woo, it's Christmas, and wake up on Christmas Day, woo, it's Christmas. So you know, I just I like <laughs> make Christmas last as long as possible. No kidding. And do you have? Are you doing a big family gathering also this year? Or no. Uh, you know, Buddy's side will be doing something on a Sunday afternoon, like at someone's house, like outside games and stuff. And so we do something. You know, we just meet for like a meal and we kind of play games. And so yeah. that's, you know. Yeah. But you're not in charge of it this year. No, I'm not in charge of that. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. Yes. Perfect. I know. Patty, what about your big family? What are you guys doing? Well, we do um, Christmas Eve. We always uh, do the Christmas Eve service, and then we go out to Vito's is a restaurant, a pizza restaurant out here, and that's been our tradition forever, and then open up gifts Christmas Eve with all of my kids, 
And that way they can have kind of Christmas morning by themselves. Weird, right? They shouldn't want it by themselves. They should want it here with exactly. me. But we'll give them a, a, a little bit of time maybe to have breakfast together. And then everybody shows up in my house at 1 o'clock. And we do the white elephant gift. I do a taco bar, believe it or not. I don't do the normal ham that turkey Christmas and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah and i do the cellophane ball yeah. and then uh we i get the cards out and we we play cards you know as as the mom we've talked about that you try to extend the entire day to make it over yes. the top to where they're going to stay again you know stay longer so then you're having dinner as well yeah <laughs> yeah just keep so sure. you kind of, you know, everybody's like, where's the pies? And you're like, no, there's a time for that. The pies aren't coming out until, <laughs> and then you have the pies around four, and then by seven, yeah. everybody's hungry again, so then you start pulling out the food. So I yeah. try to do things that are in the crock pot as well, so people can just keep grazing with food rather than having to pull everything out of the, the yeah. refrigerator every, every five minutes. But I want to go back to what oh, said. Oh, hold on. I want to. I have an interesting question for each of us. Um, yeah. uh, when you said Christmas Eve, it's what made me th think of it. Now, a lot of people, their whole family growing up, you opened all your presents on Christmas Eve, and then Christmas morning, it's like, what do you do? And I never understood that. Okay, mm. we all we got one present Christmas Eve, and that was always our pajamas or something small. Um, yeah. But then Christmas morning, you do your stocking first. And oh. then you do your presents and we do one at a time and you have to sit and watch everybody <laughs> open because my mom's yeah. the same way I am. I want it to last as long as possible. So if everybody just opens their gifts, I don't like that. We yeah. have one I person agree. wears a Santa hat, passes out the gifts oh. and it's one at a time. And it takes, well, when we were kids, it took like two hours and it's my favorite thing in the whole world. So mm -hmm. Sherry, what about yeah. you? Well, uh, you know, yeah, similar, yeah, nothing, yeah, Christmas Eve, church, open one gift, but Christmas morning, I mean, <laughs> we're a little more mayhem, ah, but, um, okay, we're, we're maturing, um, we're, we're kind of focusing on one person at a time, maybe like the last, like, year, um, yeah. you know, <laughs> so you just let them all go for it, and then it's over, well, I know, but it's hard to control, like, the mayhem, it's just going, ah, you know, and then, and then after that, like I have like a breakfast casserole cooking and then we go in the kitchen and sit down and, and, and have that. But yes, first stockings, that's what we do. First stockings. And then that, but I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to take your tip on that, Debbie. I'm going to make them slow down yeah. and let's focus on one yeah. at a time, you know, so it lasts longer. Cause yes, you, you blink and it's all gone. I know. It's I know. And this, that's what we do. We, we do one at a time, too. It's always been that way growing up and Dan's family. And so Dan always puts the Santa hat on. And, you know, so we take the family picture. Then we take the picture of the boys. Then we have our coffee cake and coffee. And then we, you know, start unwrapping the gifts, you know, one at a time. And then we have breakfast. But this, because we did, you know, one segment already early. It was so funny. One round that went around. The youngest, Matthew, well, he's 20, but he's like, hashtag good round. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody got a really so, good gift. It's a good gift. 
Yeah, but that's the thing about you gotta make sure that it's all in a row. Like if if Nicole got one first, Danny gets one next, and then you go all the way around, then you come back again. But you guys do your stockings last, don't you, Christette? We do. We've always done stockings last. That's something I grew up with. But um, over the last few years, this has been really fun. Is now that the kids are older and some, you know, they had jobs. Now, of course, when Matthew. You know, because Matthew's the baby, of course, so we started with the with the older boys, but I'd give him a little bit of extra cash, and we would draw names with just the five of us, and that was really fun, because I got tired of trying to figure out what to put in all those stockings, and when they get older, it just seems harder to find the cheaper things or fun little, you know, gadgets, so this was so fun, and then you don't know who has you, so it's like your little secret Santa, but it's with your stocking, and and we would go around with those two and each undo and try to guess who had us. Mm -hmm. and so I yeah. love that. Yeah, I like that too. The, a lot of times mom doesn't get a stocking. The thing about Christmas Eve, you guys, is Debbie, when you say that, like you didn't understand, the reason why Christmas Eve sometimes works out uh, is that Christmas Day, not that we put that much emphasis on Santa, but we put that much emphasis on Santa. <laughs> that would be their big gift. So when it's just all these gifts and then, oh, yeah, here's your big one, um, it was just nice because it's a little bit on Christmas Eve and then they're still super excited to get their stockings mm -hmm. and their their bigger Christmas present. Also, with the little things on Christmas Eve, they would then be, be busy with that and then you can spend time with your hubby doing your Thing. Wink, wink. You know? Uh, my God. My I've been shocked. For, there's never been one show we haven't discussed the fact that you and Kevin need some alone Akuna Matata time. <laughs> well, it's just so nice because it's just fun because now they're all playing with each other with whatever game they have. I mean, even as, as they get older, last year it was karaoke and they were all in there, you know, doing their karaoke thing and it's just it's just nice, you know. And then Christmas morning, they still have that other something to look forward to. So <laughs> that's the reason. The whole reason for Christmas Eve is for hot sex, and then you yeah. still have Christmas morning. Sure. I just so, thought it was for yeah. hot cookies. I'm thinking yeah. hot cookies, cocoa, cocoa. <laughs> I'm thinking about that. <laughs> That's yeah, all and that's all about. part of it. Yes, that's all part of it. Having that time with hot cookies and hot cocoa. <laughs> I, want a, I want a hot cocoa charcuterie tray. I think that'd be fun too, Debbie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did do one of those a couple weeks ago. Very fun. Two minutes. Uh, Will you post that, Deb? I want to see it. Post the, the picture of all of that. and and Or will you not have it until Christmas? I won't have it till Christmas, but I'm going to post a picture on our girlfriend at Facebook page and maybe Instagram also of one that I'm going to, um, I hate to say plagiarize, but I'm going to, I'm going to totally <laughs> plagiarize her design because it's perfect and I loved it. So I'm excited. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So fun. Yep. Yep. All my kids arrive in tomorrow morning and tomorrow evening. And so it's going to be like nonstop Christmas. Cause, oh, oh, and when I pick them up at the airport, um, of course, I wear all my hats and bells and all my stuff. So, And they know, they anticipate it because they start videotaping me as I'm driving up the pickup lane. Because they're like, here comes my mom. Yep, here she comes. And bam. <laughs> <laughs> 
does the fiance know you do this too? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Patty, do you One have some minute. great tips to send us off with? Patty? I, I just want to say that, you know, you we are, are here today to talk about um, all things, all the fun traditions, the lights, the smells. I don't know about you, but I like walking around Hobby Lobby. Uh, just to, I, I don't know why that brings me joy. Hobby Lobby and TJ Maxx, it just, it's fun just to walk around. That little anticipation. Um, but yeah, the holiday season, what it inevitably brings and the memories that we're going to be making and the timeless traditions all tied to those that we love and adore. 50. So yeah. stay yeah. with us because we are going to come back. And we have a fabulous Seven. guest that's going to talk about more things on how we can not only have fun Christmas traditions. Best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com. Close your eyes and imagine living your life without limits. Where would you go? Who would you meet? What would you do? During an Uncover Your Hidden Genius session, you will discover what's keeping you from living your life with purpose, passion, and fulfillment of your potential. You'll get a clear vision of the steps you need to take to uncover your hidden genius so that you can live a life without limits. Sessions can be done over the phone, Skype, or in person. Find out more at www.JoyceBufordEmpowers.com or by calling 903-287-0747. Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at Toginet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcast cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching, to military resources, to business success, even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787-5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com that's s-c-o-t-t at t-o-g-i-n-e-t r-a-d-i-o dot com all things girlfriends share welcome to girlfriend it hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Welcome back to Girlfriend It. Uh, here we have Patty Lynn Wyatt and the girlfriend. And I am so excited about our next guest. She's been a friend of mine I've known for over a decade. We have traveled to Egypt together. Uh, I simply love her. I love her entrepreneur spirit and her leadership. 
She's also highlighted in Phoenix Magazine as top doc. Uh, she's a DO, a double-boarded internal and obesity medicine specialist, also certified in medical aesthetics, and she is with us today. So how exciting is that? And welcome, Dr. Melody Rodarte. How are you today? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for inviting me. And um, Patty, I love you. So this is in incredible to be um, invited to do this this morning. Aw. Well, thanks. And I, I just want to talk, you know what, even though you're a doctor, I'm calling you Mel because that's just who you are to me. And <laughs> so I just want to say thank you, Mel. And, you know, you are so passionate. I was saying to all my girlfriends, uh, just treating your patients and your, uh, it just comes out your pores, how much you want to help people. And so you have a science-based approach to truly improving the quality of life. And we are loaded up with questions on how you treat people. Um, you focus on achieving things in a healthy way from the inside out. So we, we just want to start first. Through the holidays, as women, we get obsessed with our weight, which I know we shouldn't, but um, I'm going to say we get obsessed with being healthy rather than saying our weight. Can you give us a few tips on that? But I also want to hear about how you came about to starting your own, your own practice. So that is what we're going to be talking about for the rest of the show. But I'm going to start with how to stay healthy during the holidays and what are some great tips for us. I think that's a great question um, to start off with for sure. And I think every single day since, um, let's say, October, I have been telling my patients the goal is not to gain. That is so simple to, to say out loud, and it put, takes the pressure off. So my biggest goal for people is just not to gain during the holidays. And we're in the home stretch here. we got two weeks to go. And I think that if we are, you know, 80% of the time, you know, doing the things that we know that we need to be doing, we're going to be okay. Uh, most of the time we'll, we'll be okay having that thought process. But if we can have the goal of not gaining then come January 1st, January 2nd, we don't feel like we've been defeated and, and we're starting from, you know, 10 pounds over where we wanted to be. So that is my biggest tip right now is just don't gain. If you can hold on, then we have a different starting point come January 1st. Dr. Wait, Mel, that's um, my goal every day, not just <laughs> not for the holidays. I think it is a great goal for every day as well. But, you know, you got to really put that hat on right now because most people think, oh, it's all right, I'll gain 5, 10 pounds, and then I'll, I'll get it off, you know, in the new year. Well, that just is so self-defeating. So if we can just really say, okay, we're going to buckle down, at least not gain, so we can enjoy a little bit, maybe I'll go into that part next. I don't know if you're going to, you know, ask me that question, but how do we maybe not gain right now and still enjoy that the holidays? Yes. Yeah. How do we do that? Because I, I <laughs> love that cheesecake that they put in front of me and the snickerdoodles and the peanut butter pie. So that's, that's, I don't know how to survive around all that stuff. <laughs> uh, and so, you know what? I, write down the things that you love and the, those things that you really only eat once a year. 
I would say pick pick your favorites and then have it in moderation. It doesn't need to be the whole cookie or the whole piece of pie. It might be just a bite where you got to just savor that and and you pick a friend, um, you know, where you're like, we're cutting this cookie in four pieces. We're all going to enjoy a bite of it and we're done, you know, and and nobody ever said you can't throw away the piece that you don't want. So if you're at a party with me, you will see me do this. I will say, I want to taste it. I don't need to eat the whole thing. And there are some things that I'm going to finish because those are something that I will, that is something I will have once, you know, like let's say once a year or twice a year, that's my treat. So I think it's okay if we tell ourselves, let's let, you know, um, we're going to have this treat. Don't call it a cheat. It has a negative connotation to it and plan ahead. So it's, this is my perfect example that I tell people for Thanksgiving. I'm not a stuffing person. I don't have to load up with everything, but my favorite thing is the pumpkin pie filling part by Hate Crust and the, the pecans from a pecan pie. I literally will take the, the filling from a piece of pumpkin. I will put the, um, the pecans from a piece of a pecan pie. That is like my ultimate thing, and I don't care if I'm wasting part of that pie piece. That's and I'm I'm done. Like that is like my once a year. I thoroughly enjoy it, and I it's my treat. I don't call it a cheat, and I feel like I've you know I I didn't get to skip something that that's fun for me to have once a year. Mm-hmm. So it's well, well, like you're are you more of a sweet than a carb? Yes, I am. I am, um, and so I would say if it's a carb person, as far as like the let's say stuffing or bread and you could care less about the dessert, mm-hmm. start off with a salad and a full glass of water, you know, eat your meal, then have your piece of bread or your little bit of stuffing and um, put your fork down after each bite so that you're actually enjoying each bite instead of how fast can I get this down? And, Oh wait, I just finished it. You know, did I even have any? So I, you know, there, there, that, those are little tiny tips that help us get through some of these meals and the biggest pet peeve of mine is when people are like, oh, my gosh, I'm fasting all day so I could come to this party tonight. I'm like, no, you know, continue to eat throughout the day normally, you know, have and don't have any of those treats beforehand. And, and then so that you show up at the party, not like, oh, my gosh, I can eat everything in sight because I saved my 1,200 calories, my 2,000 calories just for this one meal. It's kind of, it, you're, you're playing with your metabolism there. So I tell everybody, go about your day just like any normal day. Have your breakfast, have your lunch, you know, maybe have a full glass of water and some vegetables an hour before you go to a party because now your tummy is kind of full and, um, and you're less likely to show up, you know, starving and then eat more than you, you would have um, had you come prepared. Wow, that sounds good. Now tell me about... Um, because I am guilty of this. I don't like breakfast. I don't generally eat breakfast. And then sometimes I forget to eat lunch because I'm doing something with my hands. I'm painting all the time. And then I'm gaining weight constantly. And I think, but I'm hardly even eating anything. So am I, is that what you're saying? I'm messing up my own metabolism by doing this. Yeah, you really could be. So, and I'm, I would say majority of people do well with eating breakfast. There are some that just just breakfast is not for them and so that's that's okay but I want to know like you know what's your first meal of the day and sometimes um not eating enough calories 
will make it where you you don't lose weight. So it's not one size fits all. I think that's where um, I have truly enjoyed getting to know my patients and telling them that because, you know, they'll, they'll say, I've tried this diet and this diet. Most of the time when someone has come to see me, they have tried over five different diets or lost weight and yeah. gained back, back weight. And so I want to see what your, your type of metabolism is. Like, what is the best meal plan for you? And, and that, that makes a huge difference. So you, you may not be eating enough, so it's okay if you don't like to eat breakfast, but having an alarm or some, something that tells you, okay, it might be time to eat. So we're just not having a huge dinner might make, might make the, the difference for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, what I hear you saying is uh, red wine is probably not my, not, <laughs> not be my go-to. <laughs> Uh, on the record, red wine is not our go-to. <laughs> dang, 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 dang. Speaking of foods, what are, um, in your opinion, like, are there like five top foods you would say that we all need to stay away from? Question. Well, I would say the very first is processed foods. Um, I think that in things that have high fructose corn syrup and lots of ingredients you can't pronunciate, um, where your body's like, I don't know what this is. So high fructose corn syrup, um, artificial sweeteners. I'm not a, an artificial sweeteners fan. I'm not a, a, a soda fan for my patients. Um, I, I always give the analogy, if it can take a rust off a penny, I'm pretty sure it doesn't need to be in your tummy. Um, so not a huge soda fan. I I would say those are the biggest things, processed foods, artificial sweeteners, and soda. If we can just take those out of the picture, I'm pretty sure we can find things that everybody loves to eat and doesn't, they don't feel like they're, you know, deprived. Yeah. And they feel a lot better too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's funny when you say that about, you know, processed food. Cause I remember I would go over to my mother-in-law's house and you remember the huge cans of Crisco? Like she would <laughs> just do scooping like a, a huge dipper into the Crisco and plop it into her pan and she'd fry up chicken. She like fried everything. Mm-hmm. And nobody in the, that family had a weight issue. And it, I look back on that and just real butter, like my husband would tease because we would go there and she would make mashed potatoes and she would take those cubes of butter, not just one, like two, three cubes of butter, (laughs) put it in the potatoes and you'd come to my house and my mom would, you know, do like a quarter of a butter, you know, put a little tab into the potatoes. And I look back on that and it's because nothing they ate, nothing they put in their mouth was processed. And I don't know, maybe Crisco is, but <laughs> maybe it got fried out. But so many things now, we're just grabbing the Cheetos and grabbing the, you know, cheese nips or the wheat thins with our with our cheese rather than having that fresh food with that. So what are some tips that that we can grab, especially if you, I love cheese and crackers. And I'm ignoring the part that you said about the red wine too, Mel. I'm just completely <laughs> ignoring that. But what can you do, like, to replace some of that? You know, if you um, pick a, a cracker that is more whole grain, um, you know, that maybe has three or four ingredients versus 20 that you can't pronunciate, 
if you're a cracker kind of person, you know, that's, that's also an option that I'll tell my patients. Look for one that's more um, whole grain based or like a, a rice or an almond flour that's, that um, if you're really wanting that. But cheese and, and vegetables, you can have a piece of cheese by itself. You know, who said it had to be paired with a cracker if we're trying to reduce the carbohydrates from there? Um, and veggies are great. I'm a hummus person, so I love hummus with um, with veggies. Those are our quick go-tos, a little bit of nuts and fruit. Like a charcuterie board right now, you can make it healthy. Those are those are so popular right now, and they just – you can pick um, lesser fat items. You know, you don't have to have a carb to throw every piece down with. Um, so those of you who love wine, I'm not going to beat you up. I will always say <laughs> you just need to decrease the portion. These cups, these glass, these beautiful wine glasses have got gotten bigger. So, like, when you get your four to six ounces in there, you're thinking, this is not enough. So get That's a smaller glass. That's a <laughs> <laughs> you know, when you can fit a whole bottle in one wine glass, there's a problem here. <laughs> there, there, there might be a problem. No one's saying there might not be. Um, okay, we were just talking, Dr. Mel, um, on our previous show about the charcuterie board that I'm doing for a family for Christmas, and it's loaded with waffles and bacon and sausage. Now, let me just assume that oh that gosh. is probably not on your list of things for Christmas mornings. <laughs> No. <laughs> uh, no, not definitely not. Um, but it's not to say that things like that don't end up in, in Dr. Melody's uh, house. Um, but, um, it's, you know, it's, it's all about, it, you know, there are times when you're, you want to have something like that. But if you're going to, this is, I was going to say with the, the, with the wine, if you start to eat before you have your glass of wine, you can trick your metabolism. There are studies that show what happens to your blood sugar and your insulin levels and, and your metabolism. If you just get some, the biggest thing that slows it down um, is, is vegetables, like salad. So if you can kind of start off with a salad and a glass of water and then, you know, have your, your glass of wine and some other things, that really does make a huge difference to how fast your blood sugar spikes and how fast that insulin, you know, comes into the picture and how it slows down the metabolism. So there are little tips so that you can enjoy that glass of wine. I usually will just tell everybody, start eating a salad beforehand um, in, a, in a glass of water. Then you can enjoy your glass of wine with your meal and and not feel like you were deprived and it didn't screw up your your metabolism. It, Dr. Okay, Mill, uh, I have that. a question. I see in your in your bio uh, the word hyperbaric medicine. Can you share more about what uh, what that looks like? Yeah. So when I got started about 15 years ago, um, I decided to really dive into skin. I liked. Uh, learning more about the skin, and I didn't want to become a dermatologist because I, I liked adult medicine too much. I didn't want to hyper um, become too hyper-focused. So I went on to do training in medical aesthetics um, and hyperbaric medicine and wound care. And I'm really glad that I did because it gave me, uh, it, it really started to teach me how the body heals and how hyperbaric oxygen can help not just those who have like carbon monoxide poisoning or scuba, di scuba diving injury, 
but we used it for people who had diabetic wounds or wounds from surgery that wouldn't heal. Um, and the, the treatments over time have become more anti-aging and helping uh, a myriad of things. So hyperbaric oxygen is, is really neat. And it's, it's, it's giving those tissues oxygen under pressure, which really helps with detoxification and healing mechanisms that helps our white blood cells out. So hyperbaric medicine is, is a really neat field. I don't do wound care any longer. To tell you the truth, I just uh, I enjoyed um, helping people heal, but it was really frustrating for those diabetic patients who would come in and literally eat their donut and their Dunkin' Donuts like Frappuccino while I'm treating their foot ulcer and not wanting to make root changes. So I could, I could only do that for about a year and a half where I was like, I'm done with this part. I wanted, I wanted to work with people who are truly wanting to make changes and get to the root cause of their medical issues and wanting to team up and work with me. They, they haven't as much buy-in as my care and wanting to make real changes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So do you have a hyperbaric chamber in your office? I don't. I um, I actually will have, I have a couple referrals to send out for people who I feel it's a good option for treatment that will hopefully be down, uh, down the road. I will have one again in my office, but I'm, I'm brand new. I just um, opened my own practice a year ago and, you know, this COVID thing happened. And so I'm just feeling very blessed that my practice is up and running and busy because I thought, oh my gosh, this is the worst time that I could have opened up a practice with all of this. So um, mm -hmm. hyperbaric medicine will come back into the picture, but I've teamed up with a few places I can refer my patients for treatment. Good for you. How in the world did you like open your, I mean, like, you, wow, open your own practice. Tell, tell me the backstory behind that. How, how in the world did you do that? <laughs> Uh, well, you know, I, I, so I got started in 2005, 2006 with internal medicine, really enjoyed it, um, and continued to do that. In 2012, there were some things that needed to be changed, and I decided to um, join a group that did weight loss medicine, obesity medicine, and so I was able to specialize with them, and, you know, I really missed primary care. I really missed uh all the things that I've continued to learn with anti-aging, um, whole person care, if you've heard of like functional medicine, integrative medicine. So I decided, you know, why still, why go to multiple places to, to do what you want to do? Why not just open uh, your own practice? And so I, uh, I overcame the fear of being on my own. And I actually, Patty and I have talked about this. I hired an incredible uh, business coach who, says, how fast do you want this and where do you want to go? And uh, so within a year, I was able to leave a practice and start my own, and I'm not looking back. I, it's, it's been an incredible journey just despite the uh, opening up during a pandemic. Yeah, that's amazing. What about uh, menopause? So um, I've been in it for 10 years, having major issues still with it. Do you also um, treat women for that? I do. And that was one of the biggest missing parts because when I, I was in primary care, I treated, I, uh, I would treat my perimenopause, menopausal women with hormones. And when I was doing weight loss medicine, I wasn't doing that. And it was really hard for me to find 
you know, physicians for them um, to go to. So I'm excited to say I'm back in the business of doing the hormones with my patients. Um, And it does make a difference uh, with, you know, as we age, our hormones change. And for us to say that, oh, we're through menopause, you don't need hormones anymore is, is, isn't just mean, in my opinion. I'll say it that way. We we need hormones as we age, um, and they're so important for our brain, our heart, our bones. It's not just for our sex life; it's for how our body ages. So, um, it's it's definitely important to to uh, optimize our our hormones. Well, with that statement about it, you know, it does affect our sex life. Now I understand why you and Patty are friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mel will definitely take care of you in that situation. She will let you know what 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 do you what do you need? What how to get those hormones all balanced out? That's that's the backstory. Patty's been taking some medication from Dr. Mel, which helps her sex <laughs> life, and she's been holding out on us. <laughs> That's it. Okay, Mel, go ahead and tell me what you would do. I feel like everything about you is everything I need right now, to be totally honest with you. And so (laughs) I'm super excited um, to delve further into this with you, like, in your office, so... Can you can you help Debbie, Doctor Doctor Mel? Can you can you put her on your calendar? Can anybody help me? (laughs) (laughs) I will try my best. Mel does it on Zoom, so you don't have to, because Debbie lives all the way out in, in Scottsdale, um, Mel, so you do a lot of that. That's how you're seeing your patients right now. Yeah, majority of my patients, I was very quick to, to go to telemedicine. I think that's what really made a difference, too, back in, in March is just what I was able to switch to telemedicine pretty quickly. And so a majority of my patients still are that way because, you know, if you think about it, those that are at high risk for, for infections are, you know, overweight patients, obese patients. And so I've been very blessed to be able to continue to help them through this journey um, with, through telemedicine still. So we can still do that. Um, but I, uh, I was, oh, what was the question that you had asked me, Patty? Now I'm, I'm totally forgetting where I wanted to go oh, with that. You'll take care of us with whatever hormones we need to help you, your libido go up. Is that what? Or maybe that's just oh, what yeah. I think about. <laughs> yes, actually, we should, and with weight loss. So definitely, as testosterone goes down, we women need it also. And so it helps with maintaining our muscle mass. And when you have good muscle, you're not going to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. I tell everybody, you just need good, lean muscle. Um, and so muscle will actually help us with burning calories as well. Um, and so testosterone is a big one that starts to drop for us as we um, go into perimenopause and menopause. And we do need that. We as women still need testosterone. So that's always one that we, we like to check and see where we're at as well as the rest of our, our hormone panels and, and thyroid. So many people have thyroid issues and, um, you know, there's, there's a, a method to my madness on making sure that, that everyone's hormones are in check so that they're feeling their optimal self. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, are you also seeing patients in your office also, or is it yeah. all tele- telemedicine? No, I'm still seeing patients uh, in my office as well. I'd say the majority are, is uh, actually just depends on the day. Um, 
but um, a good majority of my day is still uh, via Zoom. I see my patients via Zoom. Dr. Mail, um, you you spoke of how you do functional medicine, and we're we're getting down to three minutes. But could you touch quickly on because I think a lot of people probably aren't aware of the benefits of doing functional medicine. Yeah, so functional medicine um, came about uh, with, um, some people will call it similar to integrative medicine, but it's root, the simplest way of saying is root cause medicine. We want to get to the root of what the ailments are, like where do they stem from? So instead of just adding a medication on board and then having side effects from that medication and you get another medication, it's it's going back to the root. Like, why was that medication initially started? Like, why are we having these symptoms? And encouraging the body to heal from within. So we have these incredible bodies, and we can do certain things to activate our bodies to heal. Um, and so I, let's say, for instance, when someone starts to have um, some insulin resistance and maybe prediabetes, our first knee-jerk reaction shouldn't be, oh, let's start three anti-diabetic medications. They might be, can we change our food? Is there something else, you know, going on? Do we just need to exercise a little bit more? Is our thyroid off? So Functional medicine is getting to the root and and trying to get the body to heal. Then why aren't all awesome. doctors doing that? Why is it just through natural, you know, nat naturopath doctors? Why aren't all doctors doing this? Uh, well, I would I can't answer for everyone, but I will tell you I've been in a situation where you are, let's say, hospital based or you're owned by a big group and you're very insurance based and you have right. only 15 minutes to to see a patient, well, it's much easier to put another medication on board than to, you know, start the detective work and have a conversation with a patient. So my my appointments are a minimum of 30 minutes, and uh, I, I've chosen to do that so that I can continue to look at the whole picture instead of being rushed to try to get you in and out within 10 minutes and click all the boxes for, you know, an insurance company to to, to reimburse me because I'm, you know, they can pat me on the back and say, good job, their numbers look better, but they have no clue, you know, how, how you're doing individually. So, um, all right. It, it's, I, we have to close there. Thank you, Dr. Mel Rodarte. And you can find out more about her on our Facebook page. Thank you. Or toginet.com.